You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. To be one is to be in harmony. Root meaning of harmony is to fit together. As the body of Christ, we are to fit together properly. A portrait of harmony is when you see a happy union. You see a happy choir. A happy deacon's ministry. You see happy ministers. It's not because everything is wonderful, but when you have made up in your mind that you're going to be one, you don't allow trouble to stop you from doing what you know is just. Because trouble... Horrendous situations and such are just part of life. That's going to happen. But you have in your being, I, I need to be one with my brother or sister. And I need to be one with him or her, even though I don't particularly like everything about him or her. It's not hard to not like certain things about folk. Yeah, you you can just look and say, you you know, that you don't like certain things. I mean, that's, but you can't allow what you may not like to stop you from doing the right thing. Yeah, because we, we, we have different things that we like and often what you like I may be opposed to but that should not stop us from connecting I don't eat chicken I know most of y'all do that's not going to stop me and you from connecting I'll watch you eat your chicken I mean I'll watch you eat a drumstick short thigh so forth so on I won't get mad at you about eating that chicken but at the same token, don't get mad when I eat a little tofu. Right? We, we are different. We don't agree when it comes to the food choices, but we still can connect as one. 
And some of y'all like, I ain't never heard no preacher in eat chicken. You've been around religious folk too long. I want to show you what Jesus said or what the Bible says in reference to being one. And one of the things I'm going to show you is what the Lord said. But I want to first go to the book of First John, the fifth chapter. First John, the fifth chapter. And... Uh, Consider verse 7. 1 John 5 and 7. 1 John is in the back of the Bible. 1 John 5 and 7. For there are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Now notice... The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit are one. They bear witness in heaven. They bear witness. They bear witness that they are together. Bear witness that they are in harmony. Different functions, but they yet bear witness that they are one. Let's go to uh, John 17. Consider what Jesus said in, in uh, his prayer. We're still dealing with one. John 17, we'll start at verse 20. Jesus talking to the Father said, I do not pray for these alone, but I also pray for those who will believe uh, in me through their word. Now that's talking about us. Because we heard the word and we believed in Jesus. So even back then, before we were even born, Jesus was praying for us. Now notice what he was praying, verse 21. He was praying that they all may be one. Even before we were born, Jesus was praying, look, I, I want Walker, when he gets saved, to be one with Jackson. I want everyone that becomes a part of a place of refuge or the refuge connection of churches to be one. Oh, we ain't born. That's what you pray. So you know that this is a divine desire of our Lord. That he wants us to be in harmony. He knows that we may not like everything about each other. But he still wants us to be one. You know that he had problems between Peter, James, and others, because they were getting in little arguments, so forth and so on. But he still wanted them to be one. And that's his prayer. I want them to be one. So, it is the will of God that we be one. 
And if anybody goes against the will of God, that's who you fight. And you don't want to fight a living God. God don't play. Woo, God do not play. But back in 1 Corinthians 12 and 13 and 14, it also talks about not only just one, but it go it's specific about one, first of all, spirit. One spirit. Weak word for spirit is pneuma. In one sense, it just means breath. Literally, breath is that which causes us to exist or have being. Is what causes us to exist or have being. Breath. But there's a deeper meaning in the text for spirit. Theologically, spirit means God. There is one God, three persons of the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or Spirit. So Spirit contextually means God. Spirit contextually also means vital Principle. That's what it means in the Greek. Vital principle. Pneuma. Vital principle. When it's vital, it's needed for life. I say it's needed for life. Now, as a person, I need breath to live. That's just point blank. Just as a person, saint or sinner, I need breath to live. But as a child of God, I need spirit in order to exist the way God has ordained for me to exist. I need the Holy Spirit. Jesus, Jesus said to his disciples, it's necessary for me to go. If I don't go, the Holy Spirit is not going to come. So, so I've, I've got to go. I, I've got to go. But when he come, he going to show you some stuff. He going to talk to you about some things. He going to reveal things to you. So I'm going to go so he can come and take you further. That was basically what he said to the disciples. And, and so when you consider that, it is essential as a disciple of Christ that I have the Spirit. I have to have the Spirit. How many understand? Have to have the Spirit. He goes from talking about one Spirit 
to one body. One spirit to one body. Body contextually is the Greek word soma, which simply means a sound whole. When something is sound, it's healthy. It's functioning well. God wants his church to function well. He don't want no mess in the church. Is mess going to happen in church? Yes. But we got to get rid of the mess. See, see, even when it comes to a literal body, you have to get rid of the mess. Yeah, you have, you have to discharge. Yes, you do. The mess has to go. We even got a special place where the mess goes. It's called the toilet. It has to go. And even when it comes to the body of Christ, the mess that may arise in the church, it has to go. If it's a messy person that just stays in mess, the messy person has to go. Lord have mercy. Especially if you're mature. Because literally, you, you know, you can understand that a baby, you're going to have to put a diaper on a baby because that baby gonna, don't know how to go in there and get rid of the mess. You know? Put the diaper on the baby. You know, and then get somebody to make sure they change the baby. You know, I don't want to change the baby. But we need to get somebody to make sure they change the baby. I think I changed two of Greta diapers. It was necessary. Two. He said, Pastor, you ought to be ashamed. I know what I mean, but I'm just, just, just being honest. Two. But in church, you understand that baby is going to be messy. Same as a literal baby. So, so, you, so, you, so you understand that. But now when you done been saved 15, 20 years, now look, now, now you know, it, it just ain't gonna look right. And you are capable of getting rid of mess for you to still be messy. Now there are adults that are not capable because they're incapacitated and so forth. That, that's understandable. From a literal standpoint. But when you're in the church, you're able to get rid of your mess, but you just want to be messy. There's something wrong with that. You out of the will of God. So so mess and messy people that don't want to do right need to just go. And that's not hard. That's just right. You agree? And so, you have to understand that when it comes to the body, again, it's soma, a sound whole. And when it's sound, it's functioning well. When it's whole, it simply means it's not divided. 
And see, we don't need division based upon what Jesus said in Matthew 12 and 25 when he decreed that if a house, church, or body is divided, number one, it's going to be brought into desolation. Desolation in one sense means unhappiness. I don't want to be in church and be miserable. I don't want to do that. I didn't get saved to be miserable. I got saved to be happy. To be blessed. Blessed and happy means what? Same thing. Synonymous. I got saved to be happy. I didn't get in church to be miserable. And you shouldn't be miserable if you have the gift of the Spirit. One of the fruit is joy. And we need joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so, we don't want to be brought into desolation. But the second thing it will divide is says that we're not going to stand. To stand figuratively means not to be, well, to be productive. If I'm standing, I'm productive. But if I'm not standing, I'm not productive. I want to be productive in every aspect. I want to be productive in the church and outside the church. I I want to be just like what the Lord revealed to Moses and Israel. He told them, he he said, you're going to be so blessed or so productive that when you step in the city, you're going to be blessed. When you step in the field, you're going to be blessed. He said, everywhere your foot or feet Tread, I'm going to make sure you're blessed. And when, when blessings are coming your way like that, that says that you are productive in every aspect. How many understand? And so we, as a body, we do not need to be divided. We need to be functioning well, and we need to be in in harmony. I know I'm just breaking it down and taking my time, but how many are getting it? All right, just stay stay that in, stay that because I'm I'm gonna keep breaking it down for a minute. Make sure that we stay one body, functioning well. Right? Okay. Now the body has many members. Has many members. Now when you consider the church as the body of Christ, we got deacons, helps, women's, men, Ministers, and we go on and on and on with different members of the church or the body of Christ. And, and though we do different things in these different ministries, we have to have the mindset that we are one. Just like a literal body. Now, my head don't look like my hand. Do it. 
my hand can do more than my head. I can't touch my feet with my head. I can't. I, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. But guess what? I can't raise my head too high. I can do that. That's it. But look at this. Not only that one. You see what I'm saying? But now, when, 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 when the body get ready to go, guess what happened with these paws that, that don't look alike, don't, may not function the same. Look what happened. Going together. See that? Going together. That's how he wants the church. We're different. But we need to go together. You hear me? We need to go together. And if we go together, we're going to receive the same benefits. Just like it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. When I eat my tofu and broccoli, put a little hot sauce on it. Yeah, I do. I ain't a proper person. I got, well, I got a knife cutting it up. I don't do it like that. I, I just get a fork and eat. And sometimes I grunt when I eat. So you may not want to be around me when I eat. I'm, I'm that type eater. I grunt when I eat. I enjoy eating when I eat. Pastor, that's just, well, I'm sorry. Crumbs drop when I eat. I have to have a napkin. It's not there to be pretty. I don't set it in my lap to just say I'm proper. No, I use it. But I'm going to tell you something. When I eat, though my teeth, I do it most of the work. As far as chopping up, make sure it go down right. And, and I got my taste buds and everything working. And, and it just tastes so good. It's benefiting the whole body. It's benefiting the whole body. If I'm going to work 12 hours... These hands, these feet, need some energy. So I'm going to have to make sure that the teeth, the taste buds and so forth working right, but it's going to benefit the hands and the feet, my entire body. Even though you may not think what you do is benefiting the church, it is. Even if it's that small, it's benefiting the church. Everything is benefiting the church. And, and you, you may think, well, you know, I really don't need this little finger to, to be out here doing all this raking. Well, I can do without this little finger. Well, we can try it if you want. That'll be your choice. We can cut off your finger and see if it'll affect you while you're raking, if that's what you want. You want to be 
a guinea pig for an experiment or something. We, we can see. But no, we wouldn't do that. But everything on your body is necessary. You know why I know it? Because God created the body. And, and he never creates or does something that he shouldn't do. God does what is necessary. When he created man from the dust, every part of man was necessary. Fingers, toes, even parts we don't pronounce. We, we, when, when the doctor say, you know, you're such and such, you be, what is that? It's on you, but you, don't even, you didn't even know you had it. Right? There are certain things in our body we don't even know we, we have. True? But it's necessary. God knew exactly what, what he knew exactly what he was doing when he created us. How many agree with that? So the body has many members. But though many members is still one, one body. Now I want to deal with the text. I've, I've defined for you one spirit body and members now I want to deal with the text since you understand uh, the primary words of the text ready okay notice in verse 13 of 1 Corinthians 12 Paul said for by one spirit we were all baptized into one body by one spirit, that one spirit being the Holy Spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Baptized contextually means to induct or lead into. The Holy Spirit led us to the body, to the church. The Holy Spirit baptized us into the church. You know, you know there are some folks that become members of a church because of family. Some of us, that, that may have been you initially. But then when your family member left and you stayed, the reason you stayed is because you knew the Spirit of God had placed you in the church. Not just the church worldwide, the body of Christ, but the local church. The reason folk get up, can get on your last nerve but you won't leave is because you know God baptized or led you to this church. So it's bigger than people and it's bigger than you. And see, you, you have to understand that, that the Spirit has baptized you here. See, everybody can't feed you. 
See, if, if you're still a person you like to click on, click off, you know, looking for this, that, and the other, you ain't getting fed right. Or you ain't receiving in the manner that you need to receive. See, because when, when the Spirit of God starts to nourish you, to put you in the place that you need to be. You're going to receive everything that he has ordained for you to receive. And so the spirit baptized us into one body. You must go without that. That's your family. No, that's what God led me. How come you still in the choir? Because that's the ministry that God put me in. See, sometimes it sometimes it can start out one way where you're doing it because in your mindset, this is what I like to do, I want to do. But when the Spirit of God gets in it, it's different, you know. This is this is where God wants me to be. He baptized me or led me into the body. How can he do that? Because of John 16 and 13. The Bible says that the spirit will guide you into all truth. See, you have to have the mindset to receive what the spirit is saying. And then he will will guide you into all truth. By one spirit, we were baptized into one body. And, of course, it's bigger than the church. You know God saved you. You know he filled you with the spirit of God. Folk can't tell you that you, ain't, you don't have the spirit of God. It don't matter if it's your husband, your wife, whoever. You know that you have the spirit of God. Am I still talking right? And and you know that the spirit of God talks to you. Directly and indirectly. You know that the spirit of God has, has revealed many things to you directly and indirectly. Am I still talking? What do you call it? He, he has just been baptizing you. He has just been constantly causing you to be immersed in him over and over again. Y'all still with me? And so again, he says, verse 13, for by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. And then he says, well, the Jew... Greek, whether slave or free. And we have all been made to, notice, drink into one spirit. We have all been made to drink. Now, to drink contextually means to take in or to receive. 
We have all been made to receive one spirit. Not no seven spirits. One. What is the one spirit we have received? The Holy Spirit. What is the one spirit we have received? The Holy Spirit. And see, when you have the Holy Spirit, you're not going to do anything contrary to the Holy Spirit. Why? Because that's the spirit you have received. Now, there are other spirits that we call demonic. That will try to do the Holy Spirit's job. Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. Holy Spirit shows up and tells us battle is here and battle is coming. Holy Spirit shows up and, and says to you things about you that, that you don't even know yourself. Such as what the, what the spirit of the angels told Gideon. Call him a mighty man of valor and he didn't even know it himself. God will tell you you blessed and you, you'll look at yourself and say, ain't no way I'm that. Cause you look at the present instead of the promise. You can't look at your present situation and think it's going to interfere with the promise of God. If you have the Spirit of God, it is a promise that not only are you sealed, but He's going to bless you as long as you follow the Spirit of truth. How many are still understand? So these spirits that are not the Spirit of God will try to lead you. In a way that's contrary to the Spirit of God. How many by a show of hands has that ever happened to you? You're supposed to hear just one Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And, and when a person comes saying something that another Spirit is using him or her to say, that's when you use the spirit in you to discern what type spirit that is. And if that spirit is not the spirit of Christ or not the Holy Spirit, you simply disregard and keep following the spirit of truth. You still understand it. Look at the verse one more time. I'm getting ready to close it, but look at it one more time. Ready? We have all been made to drink or receive, help me, one spirit. That's what I'm receiving. Now, now this is the amazing thing about the spirit, how, how he causes us to receive from him. He does it again, directly. And indirectly. Guess what? Every, every Sunday, guess what the Spirit is doing? He's indirectly giving us something to drink. Why is he giving us something to drink every Sunday? Because it's his desire to make us 
one. Now, if you're drinking right from what the Spirit is pouring out, you're going to leave here thinking, talking, and doing according to what has been revealed by the Spirit. But if you come here and you're not thirsting for righteousness, ain't no telling what you may leave with. You'll be amazed, folk, to come in here ain't really coming to get something to drink. Coming in here to, to, to socialize or do something else. They, they leave with mess sometimes. I say they leave with mess all the time. Like Judas. Here, here Jesus is doing all this stuff at what we call the Last Supper, but Judas still left messy. Getting all that good food from Jesus, but then he still left messy. Jesus gave him what was necessary for him to be one with him. But, but he allowed another spirit to come in. Guess where? At the table. Feeding time when they were drinking. He allowed a demon. Well, he allowed the devil. To get into his heart during feeding and drinking time. And Jesus told him, said, look, this is going to be the last time I'm going to eat and drink with you. It was special to him, but, but J- Judas didn't consider it. And see, some of us went... went, went When the spirit is releasing, instead of us receiving the drink, we have something else on our mind. You don't need to come to church with with a whole lot of stuff on your mind that's going to mess up your drinking time. You need to come here ready to drink. If you hunger and thirst after, you shall be what? Fear. But you have to come here hungry. Have to come here thirsty. Have to come here with a desire to receive whatever the Lord has ordained for you to have. That's how you have to come. And you have to leave here with, with that drink. To the point to where you're still walking in what you have received. Amen. 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 Same way, uh, naturally speaking, you used to take in that drink for the devil. Oh, you had to be real high before you got to the club. (laughs) And don't sit here like you don't remember that. Yes, you do. How many can remember you you had to be high before you got to the club? Now you got these proper women in here that, that, that you saved. Now you look clean and all that, but just go back a few years before you got to the club. Girl, I got to get my drink on before we get that. 
I ain't gonna be able to blend in if I don't get my train. <laughs> and that's what you did. And it's amazing because when you got there, you blended in with everybody. Because they had the same mindset. They got their drink on before they got to the club just like you. You need to come in here ready to get what God has ordained for you to receive. So everybody's mindset can be on the same page. How many understand? Lord have mercy. And so we, we have all been made to drink. And get this. What happens when, when we receive is that in one sense, receiving what the Spirit has as well as receiving the Spirit, it empowers us. We've been made to drink into one Spirit. When we receive that drink, it empowers us to be witnesses. Let me show you this as I get ready to close. Let's go to Acts 1. Lord of mercy. Y'all receiving? Acts 1 and verse 8. Look at what Jesus said to his disciples. Let's start at verse 7 for clarity. Jesus said, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own what? But you shall receive power. When, Lord? When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. When you receive the Spirit, you're going to receive power. And notice what, what the, what, how powerful it's going to be. And you shall be witnesses to me. Well, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. In other words, the Holy Spirit is going to be so powerful to where it, it does not matter where you go. He'll be able to use you as a witness. On your jaw, use you as a witness. But see, all of this is based upon you receiving him. See, we, we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but, but see, you have to constantly be filled by God. You have to constantly receive the drink offering. Receive what God is pouring out. Receive what was proclamated even in the Old Testament. When, when he, when, uh, the prophet talked about in the latter days, I'm going to pour out my spirit. Upon who? Upon all flesh. What's going to happen? Sons and daughters, they're going to prophesy. What's going to happen with the old men? The old men shall dream dreams. Young men shall see visions. In other words, the Spirit of God is just going to be doing some amazing things to people that take him in and people that continue to drink from the cup. Every time he pours out something, he's pouring it out for you to receive power to be a witness for him. How many understand and see, that's the reason it's imperative that we, we understand when it comes to the church. One spirit, one body, 
but many members. Amen. I'm done. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.